How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hi there and welcome to the post-match reaction from iBrooks presented by This Is iBrooks. I'm Kyle McLean and... I'm with Craig Dennett. Rangers have lost 2-1 to Motherwell at home in what I think has got to be said is the worst display under Fleet Command so far. Craig, um, before we get into it, let's get your overall thoughts on that game, please. Yeah, I think there are so many negatives or, or discussion points from today that, that we will go through, but overall it's just disappointment. We've, we came through what we thought were the two, the two most difficult games that we were going to face for a, wee, for a wee while over the past week in terms of Hearts at home, winning 5-0 and winning with the performance we had as well was it was so impressive and it just got everyone so excited about what what the, the rest of the season could hold for Rangers then a hard fought win away to Kilmarnock during the week difficult pitch going 1-0 down coming back this sort of mentality around that and then we we came in today and we just looked flat we just looked flat we didn't we saw how quickly we started against Hearts last week there was none of that today Motherwell with a better team for first 10-15 minutes or so we um, struggled to get our foot in the ball we our passing was miles away from where it should be or where it normally is um, and just in terms of the quality of the chances created especially in that first half was just wasn't great at all so I don't I'd, going by the performance I'm not necessarily sure we deserved to win I'd, I'd say we probably deserved something out of it I think we had 31 shots on goal and 11 shots on target Philippe Kowans just highlighted in his post-match press conference about the number of shots that were cleared off the line today or were um, or were, were blocked on the line but it doesn't saved matter. by the keeper he, he said he's, he's, he basically said he's, he's very rarely had a day like today where they've been so his team has been so unlucky in front of goal now as Rangers fans we've seen that quite a lot yeah. so um, but I, I, he was just highlighting it's, 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 it's quite a rare thing to have a day like that in front of goal and uh, to keep that perspective I'm not sure how many Rangers fans will keep that perspective straight after the game but this team have done so well since Fleet Kowans come in it feels like this is the first stumbling block Agreed. a little bit and Fleet Kowans said they expected that to happen so much earlier than it has he's five months in mm. and he's, he's, he said this is the first time we've really hit hit, hit a wall as he said um, so he, he, the manager was doing his best to put it into, into perspective 
Yeah, and fair enough, he is the manager of a football club, you would expect him to be yeah. like that. But uh, listen, you've touched on a lot of good points there. I want to talk about the, the slow start to that game. What a contrast compared to Ibrox last week when we played Hearts, where we came out absolutely flying out the traps, stunned Hearts. I would say the Motherwell, eh, not the Motherwell, the Kamala game was a slow start as well, and this yeah. to concede a goal. We'll get on to the defensive side of things later on, but what did you make of just how slow we started? Yeah, it was a strange one because we, we, we have tended to start games quickly recently. Um, Fleetco once said the, the team had spoken about it during the week. They'd spoken about it before the game. The warm-up was really good. So there's no there's no clear explanation as to why that whole start was happening. Um, but it's, it's really it's the last thing you want when you're playing a team at Ibrooks that you know are, are going to be um, well-structured. I thought Motherwell were really well-organised yeah. throughout the game and they made it really difficult for us to to break them down. Um, Theo Bear up top, who we'll come on to. Um, I think Goldson and Suter made them look like prime Erling Haaland at, <laughs> at times. Um, but it was it was just a, it was a, just a really disappointing start, and especially conceding the goal that we did, and we'll come on to that in a second. But it, it was just it compounded all the sloppiness, I think, in those early stages. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, I think we were talking about it, the, even just when the in the opening couple of minutes, I just said, I turned around to you and I said, I just don't like the balance of this team. I yeah. just don't like the way it's set up. I just didn't like the fluidity and the movement in it, especially in the midfield. What what did you make of that, especially our midfield today? Yeah, there were a few areas of concern for me, really. I think within 30 seconds, we said, oh, that left-hand side looks a bit lightweight. <laughs> yeah. um, it was Ross McCausland and Red Van Yilmaz out there and Mother were instantly, instantly targeting that. And that was, that was a concern... Miko Raskin has done very little, if anything, for me in a Rangers jersey for quite a long time now. Mm. And it's a concern because he started off like a man on fire <laughs> when I mean, Cantwell came in, in in January last year, that first four or five months. He was he was looking really positive. He had he was um, looking like just the kind of player we needed and he's a shadow of that at this moment in time and I don't I don't know why that is. He's obviously been injured several times. But we we had no control over that game yeah. until after Motherwell scored, even in, probably until twenty minutes or so in. We had no control over that game. It felt at times that, especially on the counter attack, the midfield was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. At times as well, and it was just it was a real concern. I thought I thought Diomande had an all right game. Yeah. Um, he had he showed some nice touches. It was maybe. Um, caught out in the wrong side sometimes and, t- and um, wasn't able to be as physical as he probably needed them to be but I thought I thought he was okay I thought Winstrom was okay to be honest but Raskin was the real the real problem for me and especially from that starting team Yeah you've, you've hit the nail on the head for me there we just had no control over that game I don't think it, uh, until maybe the last 10 minutes and yeah. I'm including the extra time in that by the way um, but yeah I, I just felt Motherwell just totally bypassing the midfield at times yeah. and which is a bit of a concern. I think we were getting caught out by long balls. That was obviously something that Motherwell had spoken about and Motherwell had targeted. Um, really, our full-backs push up pretty high. Yeah. Um, Tavernier on the right and Yilmaz on the left. And it was... it was Motherwell's first thought was, right, let's put the ball in the channel and let Theo Bayer chase it. And he chased it. Um, Goldson and Suter didn't really know how to handle him, it didn't seem. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept passing on responsibility to each other. Um 
not really putting the pressure on him. He seemed to be able to hold the ball up fairly easily until his teammates got into play. But even at times, he was holding his ball up and then all of a sudden you're looking at there's four Rangers defenders and there's five Motherwell <laughs> players running in and there's no no sight of our midfield and no sight of, mm. of, of any tracking back. So that was a bit of a, a concern as well. But it was just... Yeah, that we needed much more control over that game than we actually had. Seeing as you've moved on to the defensive side of things, I mean, I, I think that's Suter and Golden's worst performance as a defensive partnership in the whole time. And yeah. I've, I've been pretty complimentary of them, especially since Comont has come in, but Baird did just absolutely bully them off the ball. Um, is is that a concern? And, and I, I don't even think the fullbacks had a particularly good game defensively as well. Uh, Golden isn't a concern for me. I've seen a lot of, of angry people on on Twitter already having a go at Connor Goldson. Connor Goldson has been a colossus for us for so long. It's very rare that he has a, a bad game. It's very rare that he makes that he makes too many mistakes. Yeah. Um I felt today he was just I don't know, he was just completely off it. Yeah. He just completely off it. Too many of them were. Players can players can have that kind of game. The real concern I think is John Souter, yet again caught out under a long ball for that first goal. Uh, Fluke once said that he felt that John Sutter, he didn't name him, to be fair, he said that he felt that the central defenders were too eager to try and win the ball in that first instance ahead of the ahead of the, the game, but he said the, the, cent- the centre-backs have been really good for him. I actually wondered today if today was the kind of game Leon Balogun should have been mm. brought in for, especially looking ahead to, to Thursday against Benfica as well, but John Sutter had a really poor game but it's not the first time he's been caught out by that same that same ball um, and that same mistake and that's a it is a concern for me I, I'm not I don't have full confidence in John Suter yet to be the the starting central defensive partner mm. for Connor Goldson but Connor Goldson I, I can I would happily write that game off as a as one that um, as a one-off kind of thing yeah. You're definitely going to get a lot of comments about that. That's I, can, <laughs> I can take the flack. Um, right, I think smoothly we'll move on to the to the attack as well, which I thought was was not great. For me, that was the least varied attack that we've had. Yep. I just felt that we... I mean, again, look at that Hearts game, all five of those goals, very different goals, scrappy goals, shots from outside the box, well-worked goals inside the box. Um, do we have a bit of a creativity problem at the minute? I know our very own Ian Mitchell put out a tweet earlier on highlighting the amount of injuries, saying that if, it, if we weren't injuries, our front four would be, if we want to look at this, uh, Sima, Danilo, Cantwell and Cortez, which I find hard to disagree with. Do we have a creativity problem up front at the moment? Yes. Um, I, thought, I thought today we did. I thought partly because of how physical Motherwell's defenders are. Mm. We were chucking balls, I don't know how many crosses we chucked in, I felt about 400 crosses that we chucked into the box today and when you get players like Beavis Mugabe just standing there waiting to, to head it away, you've, you've kind of got to find a way to start varying up your play and we didn't feel like we had that today. No. Tom Lawrence potentially provided that a little bit more um, and he, I think he freed up Diomandi a little bit to, put, to, to get in and around the edge of the box where he was able to, to, to be a little bit more creative but Going back to Fleet Command, I feel like I'm just echoing Fleet Command's comments. <laughs> but uh, going back to what Fleet Command said, Tom Lawrence played that game on on Wednesday. He's come back for a long term injury. He can't play every three days. Yeah. He can't play full games every three days, and we've got to realise that. And that's really where I guess you're, you're hoping that the likes of Cantwell can then step in and things. But with injuries, that's that's where the problem is. And there's obviously been a lot spoken about injuries on the other side of the city. There's 
the Rangers injury list this season has been insane. I think Fluke, this is Fluke who wants 29th game since he came in. And we've had eight players that have been that would be starters for us. We've had eight players um, that have been out for 20 games or more. So it just highlights Crazy start, it yeah. highlights just how how much we are tackling that. And, and this team, everyone's been behind this team, and I think everyone's been aware just how how much how good it's been for from Fleet Command to get this team performing at the level they have been. We were all expecting a little bit of a bump. We were maybe expecting the bump to be Hearts last week or Kilmarnock midweek. Yep. Once we got past those, we're like, oh, this is different. But um, it's probably going to be. This is what a title race is, right? It's going to yeah. be plenty of twists and turns. Yeah. We can. Um, we were. We were what eight points, seven points, eight points behind at one stage. Yeah. We are still, as we stand here, currently two points ahead. Albeit Celtic now have a game in hand um, against Hearts on Sunday, but we're well in this title race. There's, there's. Uh, let's hope it's a single game blip and not anything more. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Look, um. I think the second last question I'll ask you, uh, there was a pretty big decision in that game that I felt was incorrect, and that was the decision not to send. I think it was Casey that fouled Ross McCausland. We have seen it back, and I... Casey, the man that scored the second goal for Motherwell, was that the one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I said at the time we shouldn't be on the pitch, but, um, yeah, I do not know how that was not even looked at by VAR. That's a couple of terrible decisions that, that was certainly one handball against Kilmarnock. Four minutes for a penalty... It's not good enough. Yeah, well, I mean, we thought David Dickinson had a bad referee performance during the week. Today, from Alan Muir, was just an absolute clinic on how not to referee a game um, and how to just second-guess every decision you're making. Um, if it, if there's plenty of, of challenges today that you're like, how is that not a, even a free kick? Yeah. There was one early on with Cyril Dessers. Set the tone. I, a couple of minutes into the game I think he'd, the defender pushed him in the back with both hands <laughs> and referee just waved play on several other examples of that as well today the Ross McCausland one I think it, there's a still going about on social media and I think that looks worse than it actually is I think when you watch the video McCausland's actually kind of kicks his leg in between he's trying to obviously kick the ball but he kicks his mm. leg in between cases so I, I think a yellow card and a free kick was probably Fair for it, but it looked really bad. So, from you so you don't think the studs were high, connected above his above his above his I, knee? I just I, from the the only I've only seen one angle back, but from the angle I saw, I didn't. It doesn't look like he connected. No, fair play, but he must have because yeah, because he went, went off the pitch. Because he went off the pitch, and Fluke um, basically said he couldn't walk, and highlighted that there's several players now we've had kicked off the pitch, but from the video footage, it's hard to see. Okay. So you, you can maybe. I, from, from what I've seen, you can maybe see why they didn't think it was a red card, but it, it's so obvious to the to the eye when you're watching it that it's a, a yellow card and a free kick, and the referee just waved play on. For me, it, w it was the reaction of all the players that were round about it. All the Rangers players were going absolutely apoplectic, but yeah, it was a, it was a one in a litany of poor decisions from the referee today. I felt, but I, I never like talking about it. And I'll, I'll move on from there um, to my last question two questions you better not ask me for a man of the match today I'm by the way there's no chance no chance <laughs> um, it is a, are, did we get complacent in that game the team the mentality in terms of as you sort of highlighted it earlier on beat uh, beat Hearts sorry beat Kilmarnock not convincingly but still went out and won was there a bit of complacency crept in and I know probably not the Benfica game is not the game to, to do it our, our game at the weekend what must we do differently now did we get complacent? Um, I don't think so. I don't think the players were complacent. I think we saw, even when we went behind, 
how much the players were trying to G up the fans and stuff like that again and just create that energy in the stadium. Um, I think there was various issues today. We were lacking uh, any creativity in that forward line as we discussed. The midfield didn't take control. The real thing for me is the real lack of width that we have at all in the team. I mean, Scott Wright came <laughs> on with two minutes left, but I, I, that was just... That's, that's, we've spoken enough about Scott Wright. Um, but I think the, the real lack of width that we have, which we're back to... Today, we felt like we were back to relying on the full-backs whipping in crosses. Tavernier's crosses weren't the best today. I thought Redvan put in a few, a few yeah. good ones. Um, but it's it's not enough to just chuck in crosses. You need to find other ways to try and to try and win games, and that's exactly what we've been doing since Fleet Kwan came in. Today was just it felt like the injuries got a step too far. Today, from Cortez, if you got if you got Cortez in that game, I think it turns out completely differently. Yeah. And that's the kind of player that that we want and that we're missing. Obviously, it was today we found out that it's going to be longer term. It's probably going to need surgery. So um, Rangers are speaking to Lawrence about um, that and. and and the best way forward for that but I think the, the width was a major thing the lack of creativity up front and just taking chances just taking chances it sounds so simple but it's so important in games in games like this yeah I, I totally agree with you and, and what must we do differently next next game score in, goals game? score goals <laughs> <laughs> simple as that listen you've been way more positive than I thought you would be about that but, but fair play it's, uh, I suppose you need to be especially if you're in a title I, race I felt like Philip like Kowant was quite positive or trying to take the positives and, yeah. and his post-match press conference and I feel like that was rubbed off on me yeah. a little bit and it's not, it's not on me because I wasn't there so there, there we go but listen uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with yourself Craig who else is joining you on that one? good question I'll find out tomorrow <laughs> well there we go but listen take care everybody and we'll see you tomorrow at half eight Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.